Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Greetings and salutations, everyone. It's Rich Wilson. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. It's the 18th of, uh, what is it, December. Wow. It's not a Sunday, but, Timmy, we're doing our Sunday show. Well, yeah, a week before Christmas and all through the house. All through the house. Yep. (laughs) A creature was stirring. So I think it's official, Timmy. This week or the last 48 hours, I would have talked to you four or five times as much as I've talked to my wife. I think that's fair. <laughs> so. Well, yes, uh, and I apologize. I apologize to Lori for that. Uh, uh, but uh, it was a long show yesterday, wasn't it? Long show, and then Lori was out last night. She went to a cookie exchange. Tim, you ever heard of that? Uh, I heard they were crummy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so she, she's been really busy over the last, well, last year or so there's a lot of charity stuff that she's been working on and right. so she decided to to buy cookies and we get our cookies from Levain bakery timmy it's uh it's a it's a bakery in new york city and they make cookies that they're five dollar a piece cookies they're gigantic it's almost like eating a small cake it's yeah, the best for cookie. five bucks for five bucks it should be <laughs> it's the best cookie you'll ever have timmy and they're great okay. so these big boxes of Levain cookies came. I'm like, oh, this is great. And they were all for the cookie exchange. And we got, you know, crappy, uh, you know, Walmart cookies in exchange for them. I'm like, what is this? Exactly. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, so, um, so we're going to order some more to come this week for us. So these things are, so I want to alert everybody. If you ever want like a special occasion, it's Levain Bakery, L-E-V-I-A-N. I, when I was when I was working, Timmy, this is a small business, and we ran a small business contest at a big event of, of who had the best cookies, and this bakery won hands down. And it was it was like eighty to twenty type of thing, and it's just phenomenal cookies. I get no kickback or anything, but they're great people, and the cookies are to die for. So you'll be a huge hit if you get these. Well, it's, and it's also nice to to reward small business. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, get their name out there a little bit more because when somebody does a good job like that, they should reap the rewards. Yeah. You know, 
these things are these things are crazy. I'll maybe I'll take a picture of them and put them on uh, put them on social media so people can see the size of these cookies. I mean, they're ridiculous. So I mean, they might be five dollars a piece, but it's literally three cookies in one. So it's it's a little bit more reasonable. Way better than like Mrs. Fields cookies. Not they're not even in the same area. So it's they're no. very good. Excellent, 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 excellent. And I, we had a birthday yesterday that I, I sort of had to celebrate. And I, and I always like celebrating this guy's birthday because he's a fellow Canuck. But Paul Rogers celebrated his seventy. Oh, bad company. Yes, uh, he's now a Canadian citizen, but he celebrated his 72nd birthday yesterday. Do you know he's been in the industry for over 50 years? Yeah, wow. He was only 18 when they did the Isle of Wight with Free. Oh, I've been to the Isle Just of Wight. To me, it's a really cool place outside of London. So it's, mm. a, it's an island. You have to take a ferry to get to it. Mm. Yeah. So uh, hard to believe, though, that, you know, I'm not getting any younger, am I? When no. you see things like, you know, Paul Rogers, 50 plus years in the in the business. But, hey, happy birthday uh, to one of the best singers in the business. Timmy, it is more baseball talk. We did uh, two and a half hours of baseball talk. One of the shows is up. The other one comes out probably, I don't know when it's going to come out, maybe Monday or Tuesday, because uh, this one come, has to come out on Sunday. Otherwise, we get in trouble So, from, from uh, our listeners. Uh, but we have been reviewing the early NFBC ADPs. We have done catcher, first, second, and short. So today we're going to finish it up at third outfield and starting pitching. And then we are going to start to do the fantasy questions about the NL West. But we're going to cut it off at about an hour to an hour and 10 minutes. I mean, we will not go longer than an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, and then we will pick it up next week and finish up the fantasy questions about the NL West. Does that sound fair? Yeah, it sounds fair. And you know what? Based on the Diamondbacks and Rockies, we might be able to get it done in an hour. <laughs> Maybe so. So, Timmy, as as, as always, a uh, quick check on uh, the negotiations. Uh, just want to let me let me tell you what's been happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing has been happening, Timmy. Apparently, they are meeting on, on non-baseball-related issues. So. <laughs> so, uh, apparently so what are they doing? Getting drunk around the Christmas? Tree? I don't know. That was announced uh, yesterday that they're going to be meeting next week on non-critical negotiation issues. So I don't know if that is the size. Uh, if they're going to have an triple X large for uh, for players now that they sell in the MLB stores or not, I don't know what it is, Tim. Yeah, well, what's a non-critical? Yeah. That, wouldn't everything, if it's going to end up in that agreement, be critical at some point in time? Well, you were a shop steward, Timmy, so I've never been involved in any any um, uh, employee negotiations, uh, mm-hmm. uh, union negotiations. So what do you think it is? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they might be talking about the the size of the bargaining committee or something like ah, that. Ah, there we okay. go. Okay. Yeah, there's all there's always clauses in there that pertain and and clauses that are there for for legal reasons. Ah, okay. okay. That are yeah, yeah, they can they can go over some of the some of those things, but uh, again, maybe it's just a PR thing to say, "Hey, we're talking." I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, again, it it does Warm the cuckles of my heart that they're not doing anything until spring training. Oops, I mean sometime in January. <coughs> oh, geez, I just <coughs> something just went down the wrong pipe today. I was about to talk, and um, let me pause the podcast real quick. Hold on. Yeah. 
Okay, Timmy, I hocked up a lunger, so I'm I'm good. So I need yeah. you to talk me off a ledge as we get into the NFBC. Mm-hmm. Every year, January 1st, I know I've talked about this story multiple times, I have done a uh, a draft with the NFBC. I have refused to do it this year, but I I, 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 I want to. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of bored in the – I got my, my – uh, baseball hq fantasy forecaster timmy and it's got otani on the cover and i open it up and yeah the format's a little tired but it's the forecaster and it gets you jonesed up for the fantasy season i want to go out and draft you said you wanted me to push you off that ledge didn't you yeah I, I, you, you have to talk or, not, or, in, oh, to, not oh, into doing I, the draft i can't rich I, I just can't do it because I'm doing one the first week of January. <laughs> okay. Uh, a slow draft? A uh, slow draft, 15-team redraft. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, it's, you know what? It's it's that time of the year. I don't think if you put it off for a week or two weeks or three weeks, I don't think it's going to make a difference. Yeah, probably. Okay. You're, you're right because I probably have to put it off for six to eight weeks, and then yes, and then I no. probably won't do it right because I'll be off to other kind of drafts. So yeah, yeah, and it's you'll be point. cranky, cranky. You'll be miserable. You won't be happy with life. Yeah, go out there. I'm going to push you off the ledge and get you, get you going. You know, it, it, nothing is going to change. I don't think for the next month. So get out there and have yourself some fun. All right, I'm going to plunk down 150 dollars on New Year's Eve. And uh, be crank whenever they get that league filled, Phil, Timmy. I will be, uh, I will be drafting. So, well, and, that's, and that's good because what you can say is that you're, you know, you're drafting a 2021 league, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, now, now I've got a. Now it was funny because when I was doing the notes, I was talking. Was it uh, whoever Pierce Johnson plays for? He's in yeah. line. For, he's in line for saves. I'm going. That that's not going to happen, is it? Yeah. So I'm thinking. And no, I can, it's well, not. But they've already got their closer. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that when we uh, we uh-huh. get down to get down to it. So that's a bit of a tease. But he yeah. is listed. Who's he listed for us? The closer. Padres. Padres. Yeah. Yes. So uh, well, you have to tell me that as I get into this draft. But that's yes, yes, definitely. You have to, you have to, you have to know the answer to that. No, question. it's some, it's some Japanese guy. I'm absolutely well, sure. Of course, of it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> sure of that. Timmy, uh, let's move uh, on to third base at the NFC. Yes. Let me get over there. Um, Jose Ramirez is going one first round draft pick. Any concerns about taking him in the first round? No concerns with one through three. So we got Ramirez, Devers, and Machado. Yeah, you, you want the speed? You got Ramirez, pure pure power. Rafael Devers. It's hard to beat Rafael Devers. He's a great baseball player, and you know, with an ADP of nineteen, that's a great spot for him. Manny Machado, you get you know home runs, RBIs. You, you got the total package there as well. I've, I've always enjoyed owning, and and I keep saying owning Rostry Manny Machado. I mm-hmm. I think he's. He goes later than he should. He's actually his ADP is higher than it has been over the last couple of years. Yeah. Good to see that. But number four is Aldoberto Mondesi, your guy, Timmy. He's going. He's going fourth. He's got an ADP of fifty-two ninety-two. So if you want him, that's an early fourth round pick. Yeah, there's a lot of people working on the feast or famine strategy. I'll call it, and people aren't backing off of uh, Mondesi. 
Uh, and again, it's the, the lure of those big stolen base numbers. But if you're playing that game, playing that strategy, just be very cognizant of the fact that if it doesn't work, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble because you're putting all, you know, if you're looking at uh, Elderberto Mondesi, you're putting all your eggs in that stolen base basket. If it doesn't come out, you're looking at probably two to four points in that category. Not good. Uh, I won't be playing that game. At number six, seven, and eight, and nine, mm-hmm. Timmy, are, are yes. famous guys, Nolan Arenado, Chris Bryant, Alex Bregman, Anthony Rendon, and you've got ADPs of 74, 87, 95. Anthony Rendon going 112. If I have to take Manny Machado at 25, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I wait four or five rounds and grab an Alex Bregman, grab an Anthony Rendon? What's wrong with that strategy? Absolutely nothing. And it's the reason that I won't own Manny Machado uh, or quite possibly Austin Riley because I have some concerns there with the batting average. But Arenado, I think you can pencil in 30-100. Chris Bryant, uh, third base outfield eligibility. Alex Bregman, I think, is a huge, huge buying opportunity. You know, at... uh, at 95, and Anthony Rendon is a... At 112? Yeah, he's a top 40 player. Again, the big concern there is health, but everything I've read is he's going to be 100% heading into spring training. So uh, I really like Anthony Rendon and Alex Bregman. That that that, that, that six through nine, Timmy, that seems like where hmm. you want to be. I mean, I could yeah. be wrong. No, I, I agree totally. Uh, I can take and convert as much as I like Rafael Devers and Manny Machado. I can take and invest in a, a middle infielder, say Ozzy Alves, mm-hmm. where Devers is, and then come back and look at uh, look at one of those six through nine. And I think I'm better off than Devers or a middle infielder later. Totally agree. Yeah, totally I think, agree. It's, I think it's the right the right play. Wow, so I, I'm actually thinking the same thing Tim McLeod is thinking, everybody. I, I'm feeling really good about my upcoming NFC draft, Tim. Well, I tell you, I'm I'm doing my best to push you off that ledge, Richard. <laughs> uh, let me get uh, DJ LeMay here. Eh, Yoan yeah. Mankata. Eh. Keep Ryan Hayes. I'm sorry, Tim. I'm still a fan. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a fan. You're looking at the 10th round, 9th, 10th round. I'm okay with uh, I'm okay with Hayes in there. Yeah, do you? I think he's better than what he showed last year. I mean, we'll see. Mm-hmm. He's still young. He plays on a terrible team, and it's a team that historically, in recent history, I guess Timmy, he was underachieved, and everybody on that team is underachieved. Mm-hmm. So there, there is that. Yeah, it's uh, again one one of the problems with with Pittsburgh is you know some of those counting numbers are going to be low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who do you who do you have in that offense? Hayes and what Brian Reynolds and O'Neill Cruz. Yeah, it's not the Pirates are not going to score a ton of runs, so that will limit some of those countables. Right. But when you start looking at tenth round, the power, the speed, yeah, it's intriguing there for me. I mean, Luis Arias is at number fourteen to me. Probably mm-hmm. you'll probably draft him in your second base slot, but to me, 
I want that guy on my team. I, I just do. I want him somewhere because he's second base, third base, shortstop eligible. I think there's more in the tank. He had a nice season last yeah. year. I know we've talked about him multiple times. So I'm, I, I, I don't want to say I'm all in on Luis Urias, but I'm very, very intrigued. Well, uh, I'm going to look at him before I'm going to look at uh, four players before him, which is LeMayhew, Moncada, Hayes, and Turner. They're all above Urias, and I will take <clears throat> I'll take Urias. Yep. After that, Timmy, I mean, that's the top 15. Brian McMahon will talk about when we talk about the Rockies because I have a question about him. Uh, who else down there intrigues you in the second 15? Well, when you start looking at pure power, I know Matt Chapman had a lousy year last year, but there's 35 home runs in that bat, and he's going to be leaving Oakland, it appears. Yeah, I think everybody so, is. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you cost more than league minimum, you're going to be gone. Yeah, so I sort of like Matt Chapman at 16. I think if you're looking at another 35 home run bat, Eugenio Suarez. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going right now uh, 18th off the board, 206 uh, ADP. Uh, I know in both those players you're dealing with batting averages. Batting averages are going to be questionable. But if you're looking for pure power, there's a ton of it there. Talk to me about Alex Baum, Timmy. A uh, lot of fanfare last year, and he got demoted three-quarters of the way through the season. I can't recall if he came back at the end of the season. I don't believe he did. Is 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 he rosterable? Is he a flyer in one of these 50-man rosters? I mean, uh, clearly he would be rostered. Is that a guy you take a uh, take a bet on? Sorry, they did recall him uh, on September 28th. Oh, <laughs> right, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, that's that's a pass for me right yeah, now. I think so, too. Yeah. You know, when you start looking at, okay, where he's going off the board, the, you know, right now, Bohm's going off the board 276, 25th. Mm-hmm. Well, 14 picks later, you got this kid in Texas. Josh um, Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm willing to put money down that Josh Young has more at-bats than Alex Baum. Mm-hmm. And better at-bats. So, you know, hey, give me give me Josh Young. You go down a little further. You got Moustakas sitting there. Who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, is Alex Baum much different from Jose Miranda? At this stage. And Jose Miranda is going, what, 14 picks later? Yeah. Yeah, if we talk about some of the young kids, to me, Jose Miranda is a guy that I'm really interested in. I'm interested in Jake Berger. You know, I'm talking 50-man roster series. Elhiris Montero, Romy Gonzalez, Kevin Smith, we talked about at our last Prospect podcast. There's some interesting guys down there. Yeah, and why would you go on Alex Baum at 25? Yeah. When you've got a plethora of options later on that aren't going to cost you much. Yeah, well, I guess the reason is, Timmy, is because he was a really hot prospect and you think that maybe he's fixed some stuff over the winter and he's going to blow up and be a first division starter and and rank as a top 10 third baseman. That's that's why you take him. So what's the likelihood of that happening? Uh, Odds are less than Josh Young producing at a higher clip. Timmy, we're going to take a break. My wife is here. The dogs are going crazy. (laughs) 
What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Well, Tim, we took our first break. Everybody got a chance to hear what my life is like when my wife comes back in, so... I'm sure, you, you know, the, the same reaction when you come to the door, right, Richard? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, actually, it is. Anytime they hear the garage door going up, they go crazy. So, uh, so, so it's party time. So, she's home. Now I can come up and actually have quiet. Uh, uh, so, anyway. Uh, you to the, the the inner inner sanctums of the homestead. I'm just in a I, I'm I'm in one of the bedrooms, <laughs> so uh, just getting away from them. Timmy, that is third base. Lots of yes. fun. Let's move to the outfield, shall we? Yeah, it sounds like a plan. So, boy, it's interesting. You see Fernando Tatis sitting up at the top of the list. You forget he was he's outfield eligible. It's pretty strong at the top. Those top ten. Tatis Jr., Soto, Harper, Acuna, Tucker, Betts, Trout, Robert, Mullins, your buddy, and Starling Marte. I mean, Ronald Acuna is the wild card here, is he not? Uh, yeah, definitely. Right now, we don't know if he's going to be ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we don't know, coming off that knee surgery, if he's going to run. Uh, I'm not saying 12th overall off the board is a bad spot. But there's risk, and you got to know your parameters, right? Yeah, <laughs> it really works, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I'm catching on to this <laughs> right smartly. That's right. I mean, because there's not much else to say once you you paint it out. I mean, if you want to take the risk, it could work out. Or don't yell at us when he has three stolen bases in September. Yeah, my my strategy is going to be this year to strive to avoid him. I will probably take Kyle Tucker over him. Interesting. Yeah. If I if I'm if push comes to shove, because I'm convinced that Kyle Tucker is going to play the whole year, and if I'm drafting early, 150 at bats, 
what she could potentially lose, mm-hmm. plus some of that stolen. But it's not worth taking the chance uh, for me. How much more is Acuna going to give you over Kyle Tucker if they are both a hundred percent? Okay, and they both play the full year. You're looking. Tucker could hit more home runs. Acuna will steal more bases. There's not of enough enough of a difference between those two mm. right now for me to take the chance. Wow. Wow, that's that's strong words because Ronald Acuna went one overall last last year, Tim. And he could very well go one overall next year, but I just can't take that chance. I I think if they're both at a hundred percent, I think Acuna is ahead of Tucker by several spots. So I push back I, a little bit on that. I but I agree with you. It, but given given the concern that there has to be about Acuna coming to the season, I do understand the risk adjustment that you're throwing in there and would agree with you. So, but let, let me keep going down. You tell me Ronald Acuna or Kyle Tucker taking Tucker ahead of him, Ronald Acuna or Mookie Betts. Uh, uh, I'll go with Acuna. Ronald Acuna or Michael Trout. Same. Ronald Acuna or Luis Robert. Uh, Acuna. Okay, so Acuna is not going to drop any lower than five for you. Yes, that's that would be it. Yes, I know Michael Mike Trout. Timmy, he is Mike Trout, god of all baseball players. But uh, you know, I, I don't want to hash old old news, but it still bothers me that a strain. What was it? A strain hamstring or or something? Mm. I forgot. Maybe it must have been a lot worse than that. Kept him out yes. the entire two-thirds of the season. Timmy, he, we didn't see him again. Well, and the Angels were so oh, ca- Excuse me, he calf. Been, he it, could have been a difference a, maker. <laughs> that's right. It was a calf issue. I'm sorry, it was a calf issue. Yeah, it was a calf issue, yeah. I, I don't know, it, Tim. It is, it is worrisome. I agree. It's the Marcus Potter axiom, Tim. If you come into the season hurt, buyer beware. So oh, he's got He's got to be healthy now. He's got to be. Yep. Um, and then we start to get into that, you know, second 10, we got Whit Mirafield, Teoscar Hernandez, Jordan Alvarez, Aaron Judge, Tyler O'Neill. I love George Springer at 16, Randy Arena. Tim doesn't like him, Nick Castellanos, Eloy Jimenez. And then, of course, there's Byron Buxton, so, which is a total wild card. What, what do you, what do you do? I'm looking at this before you, before you comment on this next 10. I, I believe, and you said this three or four years ago, that outfield was shallow, and everybody said, outfield's shallow. I think it is at the draft table. More outfielders come into the game so you can fill out your team through the waiver wire. But I think you want to get three or four really good outfielders, Timmy. So since shortstop is so deep, third bases, we just went through, it's pretty deep. I'm really going to focus, I think, on trying to get some outfielders early in the draft. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a great uh, strategy. You know, hey, you, you need five of them. Okay, well, that means you're going down to you're going down to 75 at a bare minimum, probably closer to 90 because you get a DH slot to fill. And some of these outfielders like Whit Merrifield, you're going to use at second base. So there's going to be some, you know, Tommy Edmond, you're going to want him in the outfield or second base. Chris Bryant at third base or the outfield. You know what I mean? There, yep. there are some of the some of these outfielders. Ryan Mountcastle, you're going to probably want him at first base. Varsho at catcher. You know, so even though we're talking 75, realistically, we're talking 90-plus. Yeah. Well, just go down and see who's available after 90. Randall Grychuk, Pavin Smith, 
Brandon Marsh, Josh Harrison, Dominic Smith, Manny Margot, Victor Robles, Connor Joe, Jorge Alfaro. Moment, moment of silence. Yeah. I'm sorry, Timmy. Moment of silence for Victor Robles. Moment of silence yeah. for Rich Wilson as well. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't given up on him. Uh, Dr. Murchak was right about him. He was the one that, you know, I was touting Victor Robles. He said, yeah, I don't get it. I thought he was crazy, and it turns out Dr. Murshak was right. Yes, yes. But, I, again, when you start looking after 90, okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't look good, does it? No. No, what? you don't want to You don't want to end up with one of those guys as your number four outfielder. Well, what about this as a loose strategy, Tim? Uh, okay. I'm picking 8, 9, 10, 11. I go Kyle Tucker, pitcher, and come mm-hmm. back with a George Springer. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Or if I'm picking yeah. early, I'm picking two, three, four, something like that. I go Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, come back with the best pitcher, and then maybe a Cedric Mullins is available or Starling Marte or someone that like that is available. I feel pretty good about that as opposed to trying to go third base. I'm waiting on Rendon or, or Bregman or shortstop. Mm-hmm. I know I can wait all the way down to Dansby Swanson and get a really good shortstop or, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, one of the problems, uh, and again, it, it's all about the team construction thing, but, you know, you're sitting in, you know, slots two, three, four. Well, you look at those slots, and Trey Turner is going to go off the board, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, you go, you go Trey Turner. You got yourself a great player, but you've also got a shortstop. Okay, so oh, second now, baseman though you got a second baseman. Second baseman, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Tatis, you've got an outfielder. Uh, Jose Ramirez, you're taking him in the first round. That's a okay. tough one for me. That's a tough he, one for me. Yeah, likewise. But when you start looking at filling in your roster, if you don't take an outfielder, I believe with one of your first three picks you're going to be forced into taking at least two, okay, in the next seven rounds. Well, you throw in a couple pitchers, and what you're, what you're doing is you're tying your hands. You're, you're removing any potential for flexibility when it comes to your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh pick, okay? I'd like to have as much flexibility as possible, so I think going two outfielders would give you that. Avoiding outfield until, say, the fourth, your fourth or fifth pick, mm-hmm. I think it then backs you into corner to, into into a corner where you might possibly be taking outfielders that you don't really like, just so that you don't end up in a situation where Randall Grychuk is your number four. Yeah, does that make sense? It, it does to me. And let me tell you what I did last year in my NFPC draft. I, I was happy with my draft. It, it didn't work out because my pitching failed me because of freaking Trevor Bauer. But my outfield wasn't very good, and I struggled with that the entire season because I went Trevor Bauer one. I went Manny much. I got two third basins because Anthony Rendon dropped. So I went two third basins. My first outfielder wasn't selected until like round seven, and it was Tommy Pham. And I looked, I looked at my outfield. Tommy Pham's like a third outfielder. That was it. He was my best guy. And I got really lucky because I got Cedric Mullins. So I, I made up. But if it would have worked out that I hadn't picked up Cedric Mullins and I forgot who else really overachieved yeah. from an outfield standpoint, 
I would have been SOL. And uh, I, and that was just a learning for me. I don't want to wait on outfield and, and have my best outfielder is Tommy Pham. Well, yeah, sometimes the best player, in fact, isn't. And Anthony Rendon might have been the best player by a long shot at that spot. But when you look at how your team was built, he wasn't the best player for you. You would have been better off going with an outfielder. Yeah. In all probability. Here's you know? here's the sad reality, all of you who think I'm a fantasy expert. I thought about that. To me, I had four hours to make a selection. I thought about that for <laughs> a good hour and a half, and I went with Andy Rendon. So, uh, and after I selected, I'm going, I don't know if I should have done that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I totally, totally get it, Mitch. Uh, I, I really do. One player that we didn't talk about that I just want to – Oh, hold on, let me interrupt, Timmy. I just dropped my microphone, so I apologize, everyone, if you heard all kinds of rustling. That was my bad. So, so go ahead, Tim. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Luis Robert. Mm-hmm. Going at 18. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. Too, is it too high for you, given, it, given, given why? It's really good. Well, he's really good, but... What's the batting average going to be? Well, that's fair. This is a batting average league if you're playing NFBC. How many people are paying for 338, which he did last year? Fair point. You know, I, I, I could see anywhere as low as 240. I'm not going to bet on it, but I don't think it can be totally ruled out. And I feel a lot more comfortable was Cedric Mullins 10 picks later. Yeah, that's fascinating. So uh, I'm looking at, uh, I'm sorry, but, but I mean, I take a look at Lewis Robert. He is, he is who he is, right? There's a guy who right. swings at everything. Yes. 4.7 walk rate, but he only struck out 20% of the time. Um, but he had the 400 Babbitt or the 394 Babbitt. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you profile that in an on-base percentage league, that's tough, but he might hit 260-270 if he, if he replicates what he did last year just with a normal Babbitt. So. Yeah, it, it's possible. I just I just don't feel comfortable yep. 
with drafting somebody who has the potential for a low batting average mm-hmm. that early. Yep. So yeah. just uh, just my thoughts on. I, I think it's a good thought, and it's it's un, it's weird. A lot of these Cuban guys, Tim, they they have the same exact profile. I mean, you know, never these guys never walk. I mean, it's just they must learn in their early little league days just to swing at everything because there is no plate patience in that. Uh, that a lot of those guys coming out of Cuba. Well, no, you take a look, and basically half a season last year, Robert walked fourteen times. <laughs> no. What's once a week? So it's never good when you're when you're walking once a week. And your name isn't Tim Anderson. (laughs) That's true. Do you see where Tim Anderson wants to play basketball? No, I didn't. Yeah, he he told the NBA this lockout doesn't improve. Sign me up. So he's he's ready to go. Good for him. He's going to play the reverse Michael Jordan role? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Wonder if it's (laughs) I think I would bet I could be completely wrong. It's easier to go from baseball to basketball than basketball to baseball. Definitely, I would think so. And I would have a tendency to want to think that, you know, your average athlete, right, goes out and plays basketball once once or twice a week, shoots some hoops, has some fun. Okay, the average basketball player doesn't go to the diamond and do batting practice once or twice a week. You know what I mean? So... Different, very different skill sets, but I would think it would be much easier to go from baseball to basketball and the other way around. Much easier. Yeah. Obviously, look, basketball is probably the most athletic of all sports. You've got to be a great athlete, which Tim Anderson is. So I don't know if he can shoot or not. Who knows? But I mean, Michael Jordan, the, one of the greatest athletes to ever walk. Uh, what he did in the, on the baseball time was remarkable. He made it all the way to double A. But Tim, yeah. he still only made it to Double A. Yes, there are. Uh, there's only one Bo Jackson, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, Deion Sanders was pretty good. Anyway, Deion Sanders, yeah. A little bit later, Trent Grisham, Timmy at 34. What, what do we think of him this year? Well, I sort of like when when I look at there's a group of players, and they're a little bit further down. I, I like Grisham. Okay, I, I think he's due for a bounce back, and. I think his price is falling now to the point where, you know, you're looking at, what, eighth round? Uh, Grisham, 128 divided by 15. I I can't think that. I think it's eighth round. Yeah, that's starting to be in the reasonable range. I expect a bounce back there. So I think Grisham is is a good bargain. In the the group at the 30s, the ones that concern me there is uh, Jared Kelnick, and I get it, but I don't think I'm going to pay for it. In the ninth round, and Miles Straw, I, yeah. I think you're. I think you're looking at speed and only speed. Jared Kellenick or Dylan Carlson, uh, six pick, four picks later. Well, that's this is the group that I love. From thirty nine, right, right through. There's there's a handful of players from thirty nine through to fifty. Oh, you got your you got your Akil Badu and your Robbie Grossman in there. They're going to be in a lot of the great Tim McLeod's team, I'm pretty sure. Well, and Alex Verdugo and yeah. Dylan Carlson and, like you said, Badu and Grossman. Alex Kirilov, I like. Michael Conforto at 50. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and your damn Michael. <laughs> I can't yeah. wait till the breakup, Timmy. It's gonna be yeah. pain. It's gonna be awful. It, it's I'm done be with painful. Them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. TMZ will be covering it. Exactly. <laughs> Tim has broken up with Michael Conforto. They are no longer man bros. So it's yeah. uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're looking. You're looking at the 13th round now for Conforto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was hurt last year. He had a bad year. He's nicked up all year. Uh, he's got potential to return more than probably a dozen people being drafted. He's being drafted 13 slots below Miles Straw. Mm-hmm. Okay, eight slots before Adolis Garcia. Eddie Rosario, we don't know where he's getting, where he's playing, if he's got a job. Okay, there are some great picks in that. You know, Joey Gallo, you should get 35 home runs out of him. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hunter Renfro in Milwaukee. Sign me up. There's 35 home runs. Uh, it, the group between 39... Better have, you better have protection on your batting average with either one of those guys. Yeah, it, but there's a there's a group of players, 39 to 50, that really, really... Uh, I'm going to be targeting probably two outfielders from that group mm-hmm. in, in my plans. The group I'm going to be avoiding for the most part is the group from 20 to 30. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Timmy, yeah. I, I, I just want to maybe just pick up a couple of guys here. And I, I'm assuming if I do this draft on the on the first, yes. Seiya Sasuki is going with pick 252. Early as he went is 134. So how early should I take him? Because I'm, I'm, I'm taking him. Uh, 11th round. So one, so eleventh round is eleven one, times fifteen. So one sixty-five. So I take him between one fifty and one sixty-five. So somewhere th- in in that range would be my would be my recommendation. Yes. So if some, so the first that he was earliest draft pick was one thirty-four. That's two rounds, one round earlier than that. If somebody gets him, I just tip my hat and say yes. I take him in the eleventh round. Okay, done like dinner. Yes, Tim. He, only- he better be good. There is only one rather big concern that he I doesn't have. sign. Well, no. As as a rule, uh, Japanese players don't report late to training camp. Mm-hmm. Okay, their training camp starts the beginning of February. Okay. Okay. Um, my concern is that at some point in time, he says, "Hey, I want to play baseball next year," and he signs a one-year deal and goes back to Japan. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's possible. All right, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm drafting. Fun. I'm drafting January first. We'll be in the eleventh round on January fifth. What am I doing, Tim? Uh, I'm going to take him. I'm going to. Okay. I'm going to live on the edge. I love it. All right, I'm taking him, Tim, and I am going to blame you if he if he doesn't sign. Now, I'm waiting no, I, for the no, caveat there. Yeah. How, how, how about this? I will not blame you if he doesn't sign. But if he is to Sugo, I'm going to be up in your crawl all season long. I just want to let you know. I, I, I have this, this button that flashes on my headset. Okay. It's called a mute. I might have to use it is what oh, you're saying. Exactly. Yes. Uh, let's, let's just go later here, Timmy. I'm down like in the 80s. Riley Green is there. Uh, you mentioned Lane, Lane Thomas. I, I, yeah, I, we've talked about Lane Thomas enough. So yeah. let's go with some of the kids. Vidal Bruhan at 80. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about uh, Riley Green at 84? Love or it. 
Brandon Marsh at 93. What, what, what are you doing with those three guys, those young kids? Uh, hopefully I am looking at them as fifth outfielders. Which one of the three would you be happiest right. with? Riley Green. Mm-hmm. I am a little concerned he, he gets the call early and actually plays well early. Tim. I think he's going to be a great player, but I do worry yeah. about that first year. Yeah, I, I again, if you're drafting him as your third outfielder, nah. if you're drafting him as your fifth outfielder, yes, because then what you do is you take a guy like Yoshi Satsugo at 109. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Oh, sorry, uh, you didn't hear that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or Duran, Jaron Duran. Or Aaron Hicks, and you plug him into a bench slot, and you've got yourself covered. Or J- Josh Lowe at 457, mm-hmm. 114th off the board. Find a way to protect yourself, okay? And I think with Suzuki, not knowing what is going to happen when you're drafting, I think it would be wise that you build in an extra outfielder just in case. So, for you, those of you that are playing these draft and hold leagues, um, just File this away from a guy who plays every year. I've been playing for years. Guys like Aaron Hicks at 106. Um, let's see. David Peralta at 115. Cole Calhoun at 120. You yep. want some of these guys, right? They're not great players, but they, they play all the time. Well, Cole Calhoun gets it. But th- those are guys that when they play, they're going to play. I mean, they have jobs. They have jobs, and if they have full-time jobs, that's even better. Yeah. At some point in time, our, our, our game, it doesn't matter what format you play, our game is based on countable stats, right? Mm-hmm. you got players that are generating countable stats, that's a good thing. Yep. Okay, okay. so, yeah, you got to find yourself somewhere after you've, you've constructed your initial team. you got to find yourself some guys that are going to play. It's as simple as that. And you're right. When you look at, you know, people might say Cole Calhoun at 119. Hey, he's going to play every day in Texas. Yeah, that's right. Aaron yeah. Hicks is going to play every day. He's going at 411, yep. Timmy. That is in the uh, 26th round. That's the yeah. guy you want, right? That You know, yep. you, you, pick a, you pick a kid earlier than that, like a Riley Green. But then you get like an, awesome, uh, an Aaron Hicks or – uh, or you know one of these other guys that you know has a job that's not great yeah. but they're going to fill a spot for you Willie Calhoun Willie Calhoun exactly so yeah they're they're going to play Dylan Moore is going to get more than his his full fair share of at bats you got to have those players as much as you want all of the top prospects because you know you're going to hit on all of them right that's yeah, the way it exactly. works exactly yeah. you you, you got to have like you know Odebel Herrera at 149. Justin Upton, Timmy, at 538. Well, here's a guy for you. 150 on the nose. Your buddy, Stephen Kwan. Oh, love Stephen Kwan. That was my PSA from some show we did. Make sure yeah. he is on your team in this format. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And you look further down, and you know Adam Engel's going to play a little bit. Okay. He's not going to be great, but he's going to play a little bit. Somebody... Sinsu Chu actually got drafted in two leagues. That's scary, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, Jason, Jason Hayward, Timmy, not a great player, 669. That's a, another guy that when – I'm telling you, everybody, when it's August and you look and every one of your outfielders has got an IL next to him except for Jason Hayward, mm-hmm. you throw him in there and you're going that, – that means that's going to help. So Yeah, it's definitely going to make a difference. I mean, search those guys out and find them. 
and get them on your team in rounds 30 to 35, 30, 30 to 40, somewhere in there. Timmy, let's let's break and uh, let's talk pitchers. This could be fun. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We haven't talked to Otani yet. Uh, he's obviously eligible both pitching and utility. Uh, where, where does he go in that first round for you? Uh, somewhere between 5 and 10. Somewhere between 5 and 10. Yeah, I, I, I would be happy with that. Is I he think gonna, Is he going to be a gonna... target of you? Your, or, or if you're pitching, picking 10th and you're – Five through ten, all those guys that you had slotted there are all taken. Is he the default, or are you, if you're picking fifth, are you going to target him? You know what I mean? Yeah, I I haven't really looked at the first round all that closely. Let me just uh, let me just switch this to all positions. Uh, he'll be a target at seven, eight, somewhere in there. Okay, got Tatis, Trey Turner. Tatis has now moved up to one. Trey Turner was sitting at one for a long time. Trey Turner, Soto. I'm not taking Ramirez. I love the player. Bo Bichette, mm-hmm. Vlad Jr., Shoei Otani. Yep. I take Shoei Otani before Vlad. How about that? I think it's a good pick. The stolen bases make the difference. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not I'm going to play him. I think at position. I'm not going to play him at uh, pitch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that makes all the sense in the world. I, I'm going to be avoiding pitching in the first round. I'll bump Kyle Tucker up before I take Garrett Cole or Corbin Burns. I like Burns. I, I'm to me, Cole is not draftable until third or fourth round. Yeah, I'm. I'm staying away. Yep. Get me in the second round with Scherzer. Um, Wheeler, I don't know if about Jacob DeGrom. I got to think about that. I got two weeks to think about that. I'm okay with Shane Bieber. We saw him pitch, so I'm pretty good with that. 
Um, so I'm okay with Julio Urias. I, I'm I'm good, and Robbie Ray is my man. So I, I'm man. I'm in that that area for my first guy. Well, yeah. So you're looking at second, third round. Yeah. And that's I'm I'm adopting the same philosophy. Walker Bueller might be my number one pitcher. Yeah. Well, that's a first round. Okay, let's let's go back to all positions. It goes back to pitching. So you got uh, Tani, uh, Cole, Burns, Bueller, Scherzer, Woodruff, Degrom. Yeah, I like Bueller there. I the only thing that bothers me, Timmy, is just the amount of innings he pitched last year. Yeah, he was he was definitely worked hard. One of the reasons why, when I look at it, uh, my interest in pitching is going to start with assuming this to be when I'm drafting. It's going to be at uh, at number twenty eight. That's where my interest is going to get. Uh, that's where I'm going to be looking at uh, draft. Pitcher number 28 or slot number 28? Slot number 28. Tell me who that is, Timmy. I'm, I'm, I can't find it. Shane Bieber. Oh, Shane Bieber. I have slot 29. So. Mm. Okay, yeah. Uh, Bieber, Urias. Uh, and then after that, there's a bit of a gap. And... I'm going to move Robbie Ray up a little bit from where he is currently slotted. I, I believe gonna, in Robbie Ray. I do too. Timmy, not, you're going to tell me I'm crazy, and that's okay. I like Aaron Nola. I no. still like. I, I, I've that's looked not, at the, that's not crazy. I looked at the base skills, Timmy. He could be terrible, but uh, there's still a lot to like with that pitcher. I will own Aaron Nola in more leagues, and I will own Garrett Cole or Corbin Burns. Okay, well, because, Timmy, you, you complained about Aaron Nola almost as much as you complained about Giancarlo Stanton in 2020. I'm just going to go on record, so mm-hmm. trying to keep it real. So you hated Aaron Nola last year. Uh, he didn't do me any favors, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again, I, uh, I'm i over my bitterness. How's that? Uh, I'm, I'm willing to give him a second chance. There will be no third. How's that? Uh, how about this as a strategy, Timmy? You take Ronald Acuna in the first round. Okay. And since you're already high-risk strategy, why not go with Jacob deGrom in the second round? <sighs> I can't do it. I, I just can't do it. I, I, I'm not going to own Jacob DeGrom in any leagues this year. But even this, if you decide to go with a high-risk strategy by taking yeah. Acuna 1, mm-hmm. why not just go like high-risk in the second round, too? I mean, because if, if Acuna doesn't doesn't do it for you, you're, you're going to be struggling the whole season. Why not take Kenley Jansen a lot later? Kenley Jansen? Oh, not Kenley Jansen. Sorry, Clayton Kershaw. Oh. Well, Clayton okay. Kershaw is currently going off the board of 69. Yeah, that's true. You might as well just every. But we should do a draft like there's only $150 to me. What is it? Only money. Just go with a high-risk strategy. Take Byron Buxton. Take everybody that's. that's... Well, exactly. Yeah. I, Clayton know. Kershaw, all the really good players that have these big question marks. and Let's see how we do. Maybe I'll do a draft like that, Timmy, and just uh, high risk and do it for the show and see how it all works out. Well, there's one, you know, 
very, very good thing about that. You'd have multiple people to blame, okay, <laughs> if it true. doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be sliding yourself into just one player, right? <laughs> and if it works out, you're, you're going to rake off. There's no doubt about it. But uh, Timmy, I have to uh, tell you, Freddie Peralta at 20 versus Corbin Burns at 2? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Freddie Peralta. I'm sticking with the guy right ahead of him, too. Logan uh, Webb. Logan Webb. Yeah, I've got a question on him. We get to the Giants. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, interesting. So let's go down a little bit. Uh, here's another high-risk guy, Timmy, Luis Castillo. Um, yeah, you might want to have plan B for April and May, but after that, it's pretty good. Yeah, I think the changeup just wasn't working for him. It'd be interesting to yeah. see because there's been rumors that he's going to be traded out of Cincinnati. Yeah. And let's say he goes to, uh, you know, Let's say he goes to the to the Dodgers, Tim. Yeah. The Rays, something like, could be very, very interesting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the masses have caught on to Alex Manoa, haven't they? Yeah, it's, I was hoping to be able to snag Alec Manoa, but you're going to have to take um, – he's your number two pitcher. Yes, as is Dylan Cease. Yeah, because Dylan Cease is at 32, Manoa's at 30, excuse me, Cease 35, Manoa's at 32, but this includes relievers. I do not know why the NFBC doesn't allow you to filter out uh, relievers, Timmy. It would be nice just to get starting pitchers. Yeah, maybe that's something they should get their tech guys working on. eh? Yeah, that shouldn't be that hard. But but anyway, I mean, so they're like 25 and 28, something like that, so they're number two starters. Yeah, definitely. At 37 to Tim, you Darvish, what are you thinking? Uh, I think when you start looking at mid-round six, I think it's a decent gamble. And he's sitting right beside Charlie Morton. Yeah. And again, there's risk there, age risk, right, with both of them. Uh, you know, Morton, Morton has been very good, but at some point in time, that's going to end. Yeah, he seems like a guy who's going to be able to pitch for a while, though, Tim. He looks yeah. – he, he just – he's got that funky delivery, and he's – he was a late bloomer. And, uh, yeah, I kind of still feel pretty good about Charlie Morton. You got, speaking of age, Tim, you got uh, 39-year-old Justin Verlander. Is that how old he is? At number 46, 125. That's intriguing. Uh, it's intriguing, but one thing that, you know, from – uh, we did a mock this week on Wednesday – and one thing that sort of leapt out at me fairly quickly is for pitching, you're going to want three probably in your top ten. Okay, but it's the teen rounds that are really going to make a difference, I think, in starting pitching this year. There are a slew of options once you get past past the tenth round. And you pick right in there. Give me three. Give you three? Okay, well, I'm going I'm to go a little bit. I'm going to go late, okay? Okay. But uh, you want three pitchers after one. Well, I'll give you four pitchers starting at 130, okay, which is actually 21st, 22nd round. Andrew Heaney, Corey Knable. Oh, hold on. I'm, I'm sorry. Tony, Tony, let me, I, I was looking at pick 130, so you're saying – you're saying ADP 130. So, okay, say it again. He, you said Heaney? Andrew Heaney, mm-hmm. Corey Knable, Paul Sewald, and Elaheiser Hernandez. Those four are going after the 20th round. Heaney doesn't excite me, but uh, Eliza he, Hernandez does. 
in Los Angeles? You don't think the Dodgers will find a way to make that work? Yeah, it is interesting. He's still he he was a better pitcher at New York than his stat line showed, but maybe he just the Yankees just maybe they they didn't know how to handle him. I don't know. Or, so. or the Angels. Well, they yeah. Well, he started at the Angels, but he went when he yeah. went to the to the Yankees, he was god awful. In fact, yeah. they they stopped throwing him out there. So, well, you, you know, you start looking at the team rounds, okay? And you get you get Garrett Whitlock, you got mm-hmm. Aaron Savelli, you got Casey Mize at two forty five. You got you know you got Cal Quantrill, you know, currently going eighty seventh with an ADP of two twenty eight. Patrick Sandoval, Alex Wood. Anthony DiSclefani, uh Trevor Hope, Joe Ryan, Mike Clevenger, Noah Syndergaard, Hunjin Rue is going in the, what, 13th round. I thought that was Eric surprising. Skubel. Yeah, you know, Jose Urquide. There are a slew of pitchers going in the teen rounds, and those are the pitchers that I believe are going to make the difference. You know, Marcus Stroman is going at 160, 11th round. Mm-hmm. Eduardo Rodriguez, Luis Severino, Zach Gallon. There's a ton of pitchers going in those teen rounds. And I think you pick right and you win. And I think those are the key rounds, at least for me this year, for pitching. you got to nail some guys in those early to mid-teen rounds. And there's lots of opportunity to do exactly that. I find it fascinating, Timmy, that um, in 53 NFBC drafts, Steven Strasburg has gone as early as 171, so that is okay. the seventh, sixteenth round, no, twelfth round, and yeah. as late as 589. <laughs> wow! Yeah. I'll take him as the 589th pick for sure. <laughs> so. Yeah, at 589, he might even have my attention. <laughs> but you know, there are some huge. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I'm looking at the most recent one. So I got 57, 57 drafts. But why, why am I not seeing the, the most recent one? I don't know. I just I, I just have a link set up to ADP's NFBC. And as soon as I click on it, it just gives me the most recent one. I don't know. Yours, yours is probably lagging. I don't know. I, oh, now, I'm at, now I'm at 58. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> I guess I hadn't refreshed it this morning. So my uh, bad. Okay. Yeah, you know, you look at a guy like Cisco Sanchez at 126, okay? Mm-hmm. As early as 339, as late as 549. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get into some of these pitchers. There's some big, big swings once you get down into your into your second tier. Some huge swings. And there's gonna be some there's gonna be some really good options later on. But I think where you can really make hay is in the teen rounds in the pitching. That's yep. I, I think that's that's going to be my focus anyways. I think that's a great focus. A lot of fun, Timmy. Let's take uh, another break. We come back. We're at the 55-minute mark, and let's, uh, let's talk Arizona Diamondbacks. Okay, that should take us to 56. <laughs> His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. 
Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Get you excited about drafting, doesn't it, Tim? Yeah, it, it does. Uh, I'm not helping you in your chase to defer this, am I? No. <laughs> our, so, our topic of the day is no, not it's, uh, it's, it's just exciting. You know, and it's... I love it. I mean, I, I love the slow draft format. My computer's always open. You get that. You are on the clock. Timmy, you get all excited. It's fun, particularly the first, like, 10, 15 rounds. It's very exciting. So I'm looking forward to it. So Yeah, I, I just like to have – I like to have a reference source. I like to try and build a team. I like testing strategies. So for me, those early drafts gives me that opportunity. And I'm, let's face it, we haven't we haven't done draft in almost a year, okay? That's I mean, right. You get chomping at the bit a little bit. I might do ten, two, Tim. I might later on in January mm-hmm. do this high-risk guys, you know, the Mike mm-hmm. Clevengers, the you uh, Darvish, everybody who was terrible last year and is, is – is the ADP is depressed just to take them and see what happens. Do you want to partner up on one? We'll do every other pick and have fun with it. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, <laughs> it's a possibility. So anyway, Timmy, let's talk Arizona Dimebacks. Otherwise, we'll be on here for another half hour, which I do not want to happen. So Tim gets my notes. And Timmy, what does what does the first comment question for you say? Very true. This team is terrible, right? And I, <laughs> my comments are flat out horrible. <laughs> I, it's, I just looking at it, I can't see this being anything but a bottom five team in the in the whole major leagues, right? They could be the worst team in baseball. Yeah, it's, it's and that's real... saying a lot because the Pirates are out there, right? Yeah, and the, the <laughs> yeah, Orioles are out be, there. They could be the worst team in baseball. Yeah. Um. I was bringing up roster resources. You were talking just to make sure I can. Uh, I should have gotten this up. Sorry, it was. Uh, but I just want to give you the lineup here, everybody, so you can. In the pitching is terrible. I know Madison Bumgarner is your number one pitcher. Why oh, says now it's processing the request? Sometimes roster resources slow on my. Do you have it up, Tim? Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do. You want me to go through it for you? Yes, just read out the the names. Okay, Josh Rojas, Ketel Marte, Dalton Varshow. Christian Walker, David Peralta, Carson Kelly, Pavin Smith, and Nick Ahmad. That's your one through eight. That's that's not good, Tim. No, it's not good. And the one player with significant upside on that list that everybody's betting on is a guy with a fairly limited track record, if I'm not mistaken, being Dalton Barshow. He's going to be the guy that goes the highest... In a draft, right, is Varsho, and then after that, maybe Catel Marte. Yeah, Marte or Varsho. Yeah, yeah, it's not good. Let's let's talk about uh, Varsho. He is the fourth catcher off the board, up and down last year. But the end, he did okay. Yeah. He did hit eleven home runs and six stolen bases. Yep. From one from zero to a hundred, what are the chances he goes twenty twenty? Uh, twenty percent. Wow. So. Where is he going to fall short of on the power or on the stolen bases? Uh, both. Okay, so he'll give be, me he'll be closer on the stolen bases. So give me home runs, stolen bases, then. Uh, 16, 18, 15, 18, somewhere in there. On both. No, 15 home runs, eighteen stolen bases. That's a 17, pretty good player at 
catcher, Tim. Yeah, it, it is a good player. But you're betting everything that we saw in his, what, third call-up last year? Yep. Is real. That's, that's, a, that's a bet you can win, and it's a bet you can just as equally lose. Agreed. Second question on Dalton Varsho. Does he retain catcher eligibility for 2022? And I'm assuming it's 20 games played. Yes, he does. That That's big. That is big. Yeah. So Dynasty Leagues, he's still a guy that has huge upside. Yep, I agree. Uh, Timmy, number, the third question is, if you read my reports on Paven Smith as he was coming up through the minors, I thought he would hit, but I always questioned the power. And last year he hit 267. He'd have a 328 on base percentage, but only 11 home runs. Is he rosterable in 15 team leagues? No. NFC agrees with you. He is going as the 32nd first baseman off the board. You know, when, when I look at first base and he's slotting in there at, oh, where is he slotting in there? 32nd. I'll take Hosmer at 33 before him. I'll take Rowdy Telez before him. Uh, probably Andy Diaz. Uh, definitely Yoshi Satsugo. There are there are options at first base. Uh, I'd rather gamble on Juan Yepes and Tristan Cassis than pencil myself in for what I'm pretty sure I'm going to get with Pavin Smith. I'd gamble on the upside. So is Pavin Smith a younger Eric Hosmer? No, he's not. Because I don't see Pavin Smith ever getting to the 90 RBI mark. Okay. And Hosmer has driven 90-plus at least four times in his career. Okay. Eric Hosmer, Eric Hosmer, light. The power comp, the home run comp might be the same. But I don't think he'll ever generate the overall countables that we saw from Hosmer. If he hits enough, he can move up in the lineup. So, But playing in a terrible Arizona lineup, it, it'll be interesting, Tim. Um, uh, final, well, second to final question. Uh, this is, the, I, I still can't believe they signed Mark Melanson. I, uh, what is yeah. Mark Melanson thinking too? I mean, obviously he went, I had to go where, where the money was unless he oh, yeah. lives in the Arizona area. It just makes no sense. Over under 32 saves. Uh, under. Really? Yep. Uh, way under? Uh, I only have the Diamondbacks slotted in for 45 wins. <laughs> wow. Okay, so where does that leave you? Does he get saves in thirty-three of those forty-five wins? No. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet the under. That's a good point. So forty-five sounds a little light. So let's just go with fifty-three. That would mean fifty-two, and that means one hundred and ten. That feels about right. So fifty-two out of that, does he get half those? Does twenty-five seem better? Yeah, twenty. I could see 25, 25 to thirty. Man, you're an optimist today. Wow, <laughs> one hundred ten losses, Timmy. That's like horrible. You you got them at one hundred twenty losses. <laughs> so uh, it's give like it, give, I think they could approach that one twenty mark. I really do. That's going to be what is historic. I, I mean, I guess we could go to the go to Google and tell us what's what's the uh, historically what's the maximum number of losses, right? They could be chasing it this year. That's how bad this team is. Okay, let's see. Let's see if it says the Philadelphia Phillies have all oh, they lost eleven thousand one hundred twelve games uh, in a season. I got to qualify it, Tim. 
162 games, and it comes up. Oh, the 1962 New York Mets had the record for the most losses with 120 losses. They could chase that record. So that's a how many wins did you have, Matt? Forty-five. Uh, forty-five. Yes. Yeah. So that's a hundred and seventeen. Wow. So that's so you're looking at a historic bad team. Yeah, they're going to struggle on bobblehead night. Wow. Okay, so you draft them as a top blank closer. Top twenty. I'm not going. I'm not going overly bullish on Melance and not just because of the team cons. I mean, he's going to be 37 at the end of March. Yep. It's got to end at some point in time. He's, he's just not a closer that, yeah, hey, I loved owning him last year, having him rostered last year because I didn't pay anything for him, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, this year, if you're going to have to pay something for him, he doesn't excite me nearly as much. I'll go with the Bar- the Barlow twins before Melanson. Interesting. All right, Tim, I know this is a tough one. Give me a sleeper or two, majors or minors, that you like coming into the season. Their whole management team and ownership. That's the because they're, they're, they're asleep at the it. wheel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on a serious note, uh, Geraldo Perdomo, he seems to know his way around the strike zone. Mm-hmm. Has some speed. So, yeah, yeah I, I think there's a chance we could see him. He, he'd be a guy I'd target and draft and holds. Okay, after round 30. Um, Carson Kelly, I, I think, is being a little bit undervalued, okay, in the in the chase for mid-tier catchers. Yeah, he missed six weeks with a fractured wrist, and he still had 13 home runs with a 343 OBP. So I, I think Carson Kelly could fall into that category. And, yeah, you know, Seth Beer, if the DH becomes reality in the NL, Okay. Usually, when a, when a team has a lineup this week, there's going to be internal opportunities. You know, op sitting there, right? There aren't many in this in this situation. Uh, how about Alex Thomas for the second half? Uh, I think that's a good one. So we're going to talk. Uh, Diamondbacks just came out, Timmy. I just uh, just came out on Friday. So we're going to talk that you and I to Diamondbacks in a couple of weeks. So let's hold it there. All of those yeah. guys are interesting, Timmy, um, but none of them are stars. <laughs> so, no, it's Perdomo. If you, you want him, Timmy, in the draft and hold, you can get him. He is the 750th player off the board. You can get him in the 50th round, the last guy. Yeah, one of the things about the the NL West, as compared to some of the other divisions we've already looked at. There isn't a lot of top-tier prospects in this group of teams for one reason or another. There isn't a lot of top-tier prospects that are ready to make the next step. There's lots in their organizations, but when you go through all five of these teams, it's not like they've got a Josh Lowe sitting there chomping at the Mm -hmm. bit ready to roll. That is correct. so, so the, the Diamondbacks' best prospect who's close is Alec Thomas. Perdomo's right. interesting. Um, as you said, Seth Beer, I'm not a fan of, but maybe he's somebody. The Rockies don't yeah. have a lot, Tim. Um, no, and, they don't. I mean, the Dodgers, believe it or not, guys, don't have a lot. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of guys that are just about ready to come up. So, And the Padres, I mean, let's you know they've got um, Mackenzie Gore sitting there. Uh, they've got the shortstop, uh, uh, A.J. Abrams, it's close. Mm. And then the 
Giants, I love their system, but everybody's, you know, 19 years old. Well, so, the only guy, the only guy in San Francisco. Bart. We're, we're not going to, we're not, well, Bart is one, but there's another guy that I like a lot. And I got a bold prediction when we get to San Francisco and cover the team analysis. I got a bold, uh, a bold prediction concerning Elliot Ramos and Lamont Wade. Oh, I love, well, Lamont Wade's not rookie eligible anymore, but yes, I love Lamont Wade. So I think that's an interesting, I love to talk about that. But I, I'm, I'm curious, I, I have stories about Heliot Ramos. I, I, I saw him, I've seen him a lot, Timmy, uh, and I'm not a fan, and I'm not I'm a, not a fan for a specific reason. So we'll wait and talk about that when we get to the, to the Well, Giants. here, I, I'm not going to torment you over the holiday season. Heliot Ramos has Lamont Wade's job by the All-Star break. Interesting. Sooner. Heliot Ramos that? is the laziest player I have seen in a long time. Okay. I, 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 maybe I've seen him on bad days, but I've seen him, I've seen him at the fall league. I've seen him yeah. in double a, he yeah. just doesn't, he, we, we talked about yesterday. We talked about Anthony Volpe, Timmy with that extra yeah. gear and, and, and mm-hmm. comped him to that, that kind of guy that just is, is really into the game. Heliot Ramos could, from what I've seen, he care, care less that he's out there playing baseball. <laughs> he just looks yeah. like he wants to be playing video games instead. It is it is unbelievable. Yeah, you know who that reminds me of is a player that I saw in the Arizona Fall League that totally disappointed me. The only time he seemed to show any enthusiasm was in the Fall Star game when the cameras were on him. And that was our current back of the first round pick, Kyle Tucker. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, I saw him in the Arizona Fall League. He had no interest in being in the Arizona Fall League the year I saw him. None whatsoever. Well, I saw I Ramos last last summer, oh, this past summer in the uh, in AA, and he, mm-hmm. he looked like the same guy who had no interest in being out there. But, again, Robinson Cano had, doesn't seem like he's all that interested in being out there. He was one of the, arguably one of the best players during his heyday that mm-hmm. played the game. Uh, but he was so talented that... He didn't have to try all that hard. Maybe Ramos is that same guy. I didn't see it, Timmy, but just the optics are were not good with me with that guy. So yeah, it's funny. We we see certain players at certain points in time in their career, and the influence that that has on it. You know, like yourself, scouting players. Okay, you see a player maybe twice. Okay, mm-hmm. and if those are bad days. That sticks with you, doesn't it? It doesn't matter what else you've you've got to work with. You just, you just don't forget about that real quick. I know I don't, anyway. So I've seen him at four games, Tim. So I saw Ramos play two games this year in Double A and two games in the Fall League. I think it was 2019. Uh, again, maybe they were two separate times, four different days, and it was the same guy. So I could be wrong, but yeah. uh, it was the same guy. But, yeah, so it's going to be fun. So uh, so nobody else on the uh, the Diamondbacks? I think I listed everybody of, of <laughs> in their, Yeah, in their order. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's but ugly. It really yeah. is. It's not good. Not and good at all. Tim has got them losing 117 games if I did my math right. Wow, Tim. Yeah. So, uh Wow, I, I think it's going to be close. I don't think I don't think I'm going too far off the deep end on that prediction. You're you're just angry that they didn't re-sign Cole Calhoun. Uh, 
no, I'm not. I'm happy that Cole Calhoun escaped the desert, okay, for for better for a better situation in Texas. We didn't even talk about their their pitching staff, Jimmy, which isn't good. I mean, Madison Bumgarner is just a shell of himself. Even though he had a stretch last year, he looked okay. Zach Gallon's okay, but after that, it's it's not good. Well, no, you got Merrill Kelly and Luke Weaver and Tyler Gilbert, and but you know, it, you can go to their minor league system and see that. Who do they have? Corbin Martin, Luis Frias. Like Luis Frias? I mean, Corbin Martin, Timmy, was the guy that everybody loved in that one start. Mm. Then he hurt himself, and it's not been the same guy. Yeah. I don't know much about Humberto Mejia or or the other. they got a pair of Humbertos. (laughs) Humberto. Castellanos. Yeah, it's... It, it, and and the and the young kids, Timmy Corbin Carroll, and uh, you know their first round draft pick the, of 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 last year. I mean Jordan Lawler. They're they're interesting guys, but uh, I mean Corbin Burns was excuse me Corbin Carroll was hurt last year. Played seven mm-hmm. games. Lawler played one game. He got hurt the second game. They both had labrum surgery. It's just it just I don't know, Tim. It's tough to be Arizona Diamondback fan. And Slade Sacone, uh, he's going to be a while, isn't he? Yep. Timmy, let's take a break. Let's end uh, final break. Get back. I, I don't know. We'll wrap it up. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> okay. I still have energy, Tim. So we've been on the air for an hour and 15 minutes. Not too bad. So uh, what have you got planned for the rest of the weekend? Well, the rest of the weekend, uh, um, I've got to, uh, I get got to start doing some wrapping of presents. I'm heading into Thunder Bay. Oh, baby, baby. What? Yeah, Timmy, I'm oh, sorry. Baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> On the 22nd. And... So it sounds like Barry White, by the way. That was <laughs> okay. so funny yesterday. I laughed out loud when I was rethinking about the show. It's, uh, that was, that, that was a Barry White impression. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Remember him in the seventies? That's my best rap, okay? And I, I know Barry White's not a rapper. I don't but... think that's not I don't think that's rap. I think, okay. <laughs> I think every it's gotta be an expletive thrown in there to be effective <laughs> rap. So it's one genre I've never understood, so I just don't get it. I'm too old for it. Yeah. But no, I I'm heading into Thunder Bay on Wednesday, so I got some presents to wrap and some things to sort out and uh just tidying tidying up a few things. Uh Did you find the chocolate jujubes? Oh, I'm cranky. I got a whole bunch of packages sitting here that are not sealed and I can't seal them until I get chocolate jujubes. So there's a lot of people that are going to be getting Christmas uh, I use press. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> as soon as as soon as they arrive, they'll be going off in the mail. But until until then, there's no point in sending them. You know what I mean? It's the highlight of the package is those chocolate covered jujubes. So so they, they're still out of stock. They're still out of stock. Yes, and I'm still cursing them. They've been out of stock for almost a month. I don't know what's going on there, but. Uh, I know I'm going to have a busy week, probably the first week of January, sending out Christmas packages to friends. So, yeah. wow. uh, just one of those things. Uh, as, as as you know, I can I control consumption, not distribution. <laughs> that's, that. my, that's very funny, Tommy. Uh, I've I've got to finish cleaning the house. Lori is uh, going grocery shopping, so we're getting ready for the kids coming out, and uh, so that's that's my afternoon. And then I go 
to the airport to pick Lauren and James up, and then my yes. oldest comes in later on that evening. So, yeah, that's our week, yeah. and next week's going to be crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, and next week we have Dog Wars, right? Next week we have Dog Wars. So, Tim, I won't, won't be talking to you until at least a week from Sunday, but you, it might be Monday or Tuesday. Yes. You just have to let me know when you're back and ready to roll, uh, or yes. if you do it in Thunder Bay, like, we'll just have to coordinate all of that, so... Yeah, no, I'm sure we'll figure something. Definitely we'll figure something out uh, over the holidays. And I just want to take this opportunity to thank you for another wonderful year, Rich. It has been a pleasure. Uh, it's It's been a pleasure doing these podcasts each and every week, sometimes twice a week. And here's wishing you, Lori, the kids and the dogs, all a very, <laughs> very Merry Christmas. Same to you, Tim. Merry Christmas. Uh, say hello to all the family. And uh, I hope you have a happy and safe holiday and everybody out there i guess uh you'll hear from me next week because i'll be doing uh like rockies and dodgers uh write-ups but uh you won't be hearing from tim and i until after christmas so yes to all our listeners thanks for your support uh, this year it's truly appreciated and whatever you choose to celebrate i hope it is filled with peace health and happiness now, Tim, before you get off, I want you to just mm-hmm. start to roll around in your head as you're driving back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. when do you want to do our first mock draft with the show? So give that some thought. Is it going to be Wednesday? Do we do it on Sunday? So give that some thought. And when, What time frame do you think you'd like to do that? I'm good for pretty well any time, Rich. All my commitments to the magazine are now finished. So I'm working on working on doing narratives for catchers. And anytime you want to do a mock draft, you just figure out what works for you. I'll set it up and get the participants, and we'll be good to go. Well, do you think they'll do it on Sunday? Uh, yeah, we've never had any problems filling one in the past. I've had to have, <clears throat> I've had to have draft lotteries. Because we've had so many. All I have to do is post on the Facebook page. We need some willing victims. I mean, participants. Uh, well, how about we? How about we get it, this? It we, we get the year started well, and we do it okay. on January second. January second. Sometime in the afternoon, you can pick the time: two, three o'clock, whatever you want. And January second, uh, two p.m. Eastern, or three p.m. Whatever, whatever works for you, Tim. Two is fine because these are always fairly long shows. So if we started at 2 Eastern, that means we'll both make supper the following day, right? <laughs> That's true. I, I hate these shows. I really do. I just go on record. It's, it's, uh, so. It, we talk a lot on these shows, don't we? <laughs> I know. And it just by the 13th, 14th round, it just dragging to <laughs> Just like, so. Yeah. It's like round 23. Where is the 10-second clock? I, I support a 10-second clock. <laughs> and, 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 and just being totally self-serving here, it's going to help me because I will probably start my draft on the first or second. So I'll be able to take a snapshot of wherever all the smart people drafting and, and, and then take it with me and then use that as a cheat sheet. So I do have an ulterior motive here. Well, and it's a good one. Yeah. It is all about it is all about me, right? So. And I am calling the great Tim McConnell. I'll be texting you, my friend. I only text you usually one or two picks. It's gonna be almost every other round this time, so Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I I have I have the potential that, to believe that 
Seiya Suzuki could haunt me at some point in time in the next 12 months. Look, uh, and if, I, hope, I hope not. I really again, don't. if he sign, if he doesn't sign with a major league team, you're off the hook because that's on me. I, I understand the risk. But if he yeah. sucks, Timmy, I'm telling you, man, it's going to be. In fact, I hope he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> even if I own, even oh. if I roster him, it's going to be fun to talk about. So. But, yeah. Tis the season to be jolly. And we got to hustle. Oh, Kim, we got Tsugo, we got all these stiffs that Uh, McLeod was. Anyway, Timmy. What's what's one more? (laughs) What's one more? Happy holiday, everybody. We'll talk to you, uh, Timmy, after after Christmas. Be safe. Be well, my friend. Bye.